He's a lifelong Nebraskan, commander of the U.S. Navy SEAL team and U.S. Special Operations. He served around the globe and now at home in Lincoln, Nebraska, speaking the truth to the state capitol. Barry Law Firm is proud to present Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, all right, all right, excuse me. <laughs> it is Commander Jack Riggins, and I am in on Monday, December 27th, post-Christmas, Drive Time Lincoln, uh, eking towards the new year, 2022. I know I spent uh, some of Christmas, as I was saying, to relax, and I think I've said that, I know I've said this before about the weather, I lulled off into what time of the year was it in my mind, you know, because there's downtime during Christmas. You see family, you open gifts, you see family, you do whatever, you eat, uh, but there's just, you know, hours upon hours. And I had totally thought the college football season was over. <laughs> I, like, I, I don't know if it's because the Huskers aren't playing I, I don't know. I just, I was in like a 48 hour. There's no college football. What time of the year is it? Surprise. Right. And then I was like, holy cow, this is actually one of the best times for college football, right? Uh, that is Johnny Cadillac uh, producing the show. As always, he pops in every once in a while. And, uh, and we're just trying to have a good time. Um, you know, one of the things, it's interesting, you go around town, uh, and for the most part this week, it's not like a dead week in school, but there are businesses closed down as people are trying to maximize the holiday times. And I don't know, it's just easy to lose track in this post-Christmas week to New Year's. Um, and I'm always curious of how people spend that time if you're off work. I mean, if you're working... It's probably back to the grind. I know for me, and this may surprise the listeners, I hardly ever play video games. But with my family, I use the time home from school to literally get schooled in every type of video game that my kids play. And in my case, with my boys... Right, it's Call of Duty, and there's nothing worse than I mean, these games have such cool gear like the actual gear we used in SEAL Team, and way beyond it, right? Way beyond it, uh, like tech in the future. Back to you know, they're doing uh, the Pacific campaign right now with Warzone. Um, so you just run around and, and you try to waylay opponents, and it's really fun to team up anyway. I'm terrible. I'm terrible. It, it's this thing, like, even in the video game, I'm, like, I'm trying to pie corners. I'm trying to, you know, get down and use angles. And these kids are flying around, jumping, twisting through the air, like, shooting me, you know, while they're in the air. And, and I'm like, no, you know, stable base, one foot, two foot. Like, you got to, you know, you got to have a stable base when you pull the trigger. It just doesn't work. I just get hammered. And then a lot of times I sneak up on people 
And then I get all like jumpy with the gun. Like something happens when I pull the trigger and both my thumbs go crazy. And so all I do is is shoot rounds all around them. And it's so disappointing for my boys. Johnny's laughing now because if you're younger than me and you're a gamer, you you absolutely know I'm describing myself as like the old timer who like I did this for a living and I I stink at it and it drives me nuts for this week period. Johnny, what do you have to say about that? I was just going to say I've heard of situations where like... If you're a guitar player, you don't really get along with Guitar Hero. So I'm sitting there thinking maybe this is a similarity other than you have a war game versus a music game. And Yeah, that's possible. That's interesting. I know, I know uh, one of my uh, SEAL crews actually played uh, Guitar Hero or band on one of the... PlayStation and I mean they had drums they had and and those guys were actually pretty good but that kind of makes sense maybe a real guitarist has issues with like Guitar Hero and those things yeah if you're if you're an expert in a real life field maybe putting your skills to a video game is going to give you the exact opposite results of what you're looking for well part of it is just button memorization and then movement like I don't move fast my boys are yelling at me like you gotta run you gotta run and I'm like no you gotta get to cover you know and it's 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 hilarious but I do enjoy that because honestly it's usually just this week out of the year that we kind of splurge on that stuff and uh, I don't do it a lot so therefore I'm no good and then uh, uh, off we go but anyway um, <laughs> I don't know if you uh, if you have something that you do during the in-between week of Christmas and New Year's, give us a call on the Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. Uh, the other one that I love to do is this is the time of year they start rolling back all the like shows about the decades, whether it be music, art, sports. I mean, this is the time, the extravaganza, you know, from ESPN 30 to 30s to, you know, this year in sports to this year in pop culture. And you can essentially get a historical data dump, again, from mainstream television channels. Uh, You know, for me, yeah, I mean, it goes all the way back to the late 70s, usually. The 80s ones start to get good because, uh, well, I guess we just had a lot of we had a lot of cameras back then, and we've gotten more. But, you know, in the 80s is when we went from about four television stations to MTV, CNN. I don't know when Fox News probably came around the 90s. But my point is it, it really expanded. Huh. I am supposed to go to California next week, folks. And I am not sure what's going on with the airlines canceling somewhere around 1,000 fl- flights right now. I mean, over this holiday. So if you're stuck, uh, that's no no bueno, no good. That um, that surprises me. With I guess we hadn't heard much of like mass airlines cancelization canceling, and then maybe a perfect storm of Omicron. You know, getting a lot of people testing positive and, you know, having to go into restriction, um, you know, whether it be airline staff or whatever. Um, But it does seem that it's not as deadly. I mean, I'm not a doctor, so I'm just saying from what I'm reading, people are saying, yeah, very, very sticky to you and will give you COVID, but doesn't appear to be as deadly. So maybe that's what it is, which brought me to one of my national stories that I 
I'm so curious. I mean, there's just things when the people that lead us do things that make you go, hmm. So I don't understand the CDC cutting recommended isolation time from 10 days to 5 days while this Omicron's going on. Now, do I have a problem with that? I mean, I don't have enough data. It just seems that, you know, for almost two years, we had the standard guidance and other elements of national leaders and mainstream media are, you know, are talking about Omicron and its deadliness, obviously, even though I said it seems like most people are saying key word seems that it's not as deadly that they would do that. So, I mean, I'm for it. If that's what the experts say, it gets us closer back to normal. So I'm for it, but it just seems like weird timing. It just seems strange. And, and that's not conspiracy. It's just, wow. And, um, you know, in the end of the day, I mean, when's the last time thousands of airline flights got canceled or delayed in America? 9-11? 9-11? I mean, that's a lot of flights, folks, uh, right during the holidays. So, I don't know. Who knows out there? Well, I suspect you were like me. Uh, at some level, you had your children... Your family, aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters. I, I hope that a vast majority of us in Lincoln and Lancaster County got some element of family around uh, over the weekend, uh, Christmas. And I'll tell you, I've been saying it since we got closer to Thanksgiving. How did those conversations go? <laughs> well, let's see. Uh, in my house, this all started leading up to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving did kind of didn't go smooth, but I mean we learned some lessons about COVID talk and then we set some ground rules for Christmas so that we could focus on Christmas and uh literally we had to set ground rules across the the Riggins family continuum. Uh and and I you can imagine I'm one of the I'm one of the absolute worst break the rules guy, <laughs> uh, especially with the radio show. You know, people are interested. I, you know, everybody asks, "How's your job? How's this?" And I had to laugh because Christmas Eve went pretty good. Like everybody got the rules. Everybody was kosher. Not a lot of talk. Maybe we weren't watching as much TV. I don't know. And then Christmas Day, I delivered some gifts, and. I shouldn't have went there. I shouldn't have went there. But I got I got into cuz this has come up a lot and this is why I'm bringing it up. I got into uh what is immunity? And for me, there's a million things out there, but the discussions I've had on the street, the discussions I've had with family members over the year has been some people Telling me there's no immunity without vaccination. And that drives me nuts. It drives me nuts because that isn't in any way, shape, or form science or fact. Okay? Now, you could call into the show. You can debate. 
you know, this study, that study, long-term immunity, whether you're vaxxed or whether you get COVID and you produce natural um, immunity or the ability to fight COVID is what I'm talking about. But there's people out there, for whatever reason, that believe that if you don't get vaxxed, you don't get any type of immunity, even if you have COVID. Folks, that's wrong. If you get COVID, just like you get any kind of cold or flu, and you survive, your body creates... I think they call them the T cells or the this cell. I'm not, who cares? Who cares? We're common people. This is Drive Time Link in the People's Platform. You get immunity for a while because your body fought it off. Your body knows, oh, hey, I, I don't like that. I got rid of it. And now it protects you. Now, for how long? I don't know. Right? There's studies going on all over the place. But to just think that it's vax or nothing. That saddens me that people think that. Of course, if you get vaxxed, they introduce it to you, meaning COVID. Your body gets some level of protection. I don't know what, but it gets some. If you get COVID and survive, which 99.9995 people do, you get Protection. Okay? So, uh, somebody last week had asked um, about all these college folks getting COVID lately. Uh, You see in the Big East, a lot of basketball teams are canceling games. Uh, You see that uh, University of Nebraska had an outbreak in the volleyball team. I think it would be safe to consider, or wise to consider... A lot of those people were vaxxed. And I don't think that's a call for alarm. There's many, many more people than just those highlighted when we look at sports or the NFL or NHL that clearly Omicron is breaking through the vax. But I don't think that's a cause for alarm. I just think, again, the common, not a doctor, the common perspective is... You're vaxxed from stuff we knew in the past, and Omicron's new, so it has a good chance of getting through the vax. We see a lot of studies on different, what's the strength, but I'll just go back to my original thought on immunity. You can get protection from getting vaxxed, and you can get protection if you've had covid And your body fights it off. I mean, you know, let's try to use some common sense twisted in with quote-unquote science and what we're hearing from mainstream media. One of the good stories, because they've been around forever, uh, is the Salvation Army. And uh, if you've noticed, we've been talking a lot here on KLIN about them reaching 95% of their Tree of Lights goal. I think that's really... Really cool. I mean, you're talking $625,000 as a goal, and they're 95% of the way there. 
And it's just one of those things. There's an organ, you know, there are certain organizations. Salvation Army has been around for a long time. You don't last and and burn yourself into the American psyche unless you've been helping year after year, decade after decade. And the Salvation Army has. I mean, it's one of those groups uh, this time of the year that sticks out. So um, if you want to consider uh, giving, um, your donations can be dropped off at the Salvation Army at 2625 Potter Street. Let's go to Richard on line one. Commander, I'm glad you had a good Christmas. You ask what people do between Christmas and New Year's, and I'm a great reader, and I have a new book that I'm interested in reading. The name of the book is Justice on the Brink, subtitled The Death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, The Rise of Amy Coney Barrett, and 12 Months That Transformed the Supreme Court. The author is Linda Greenhouse. She's a winner of Pulitzer Prize, and she's written other books about the Supreme Court. And I'm looking forward to reading the book. Uh, I think I'm going to learn some things, and it would be good for people to read the book because there are going to be some major decisions coming down during 2022. And this book may help you understand what those decisions are likely to be, and why. Well, Richard, uh, you should definitely get an influencer fee from the author for that pitch for the book. Um, And I agree with you. What are the uh, potential cases that most interest you coming down the pipe? Well, of course, Roe versus Wade. Uh, You know, the case that's that's going to uh, look back at Roe versus Wade. Are we going to continue to have abortions in the United States, or is the Supreme Court going to allow the states to cut back on that. Um, Ten seconds, Richard. You want to hold on? I'll get you on after the commercial, okay? Okay, good. All right, we'll do that. Uh, We'll come back with Richard on Drive Time Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 with DTL with Commander Jack Riggins. Powered by Barry Lawfer on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're back, uh, getting close to the bottom of the hour. We're having a nice conversation with Richard, who, um, well, he was doing modern-day influencing for a book about uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg and uh, Amy Coney Barrett. And anyway, Richard, did I get it right? Is that what the book is? You you did. And, of course, what, what we see every time we get new appointments to the U.S. Supreme Court, we see some shifts in the opinions. Sure. And, uh, we, you know, you asked me what decisions are going to be made this term that may have important impact in the United States. Uh, the uh, uh, cases coming from uh, the lower courts regarding abortion, uh, do we continue with Roe versus Wade, or do we allow the states to cut back on abortion? Uh, Another area that we're going to see, of course, and something that may be of great interest to you, is there are cases that are coming up uh, that the Supreme Court will decide about the power of a president to, example, impose a vaccine mandate by using executive order as opposed to Congress enacting a mandate. Right on. Um, And uh, that that will be interesting to see how that one shakes out. 
Also, uh, as you know, we've had redistricting as a result of the census that we had last year. And uh, uh, various states have have redrawn their districts, and already we have some court cases challenging the redrawing of the districts, uh, alleging that there's been gerrymandering, that one party tries to carve out the districts in such a way to give them an advantage in an election. And then, of course, there's uh, kind of some residual and and fallout from various uh, cases that came up during the last presidential election about, um, for example, could the state of Pennsylvania legally allow... Uh, Got to run, Richard. Got to run. Fourteen hundred. Okay, great. All right, 1,499.3, Drive Time Lincoln. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins. Powered by Barry Law Firm on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, all right. Uh, bottom of the hour, second segment on Monday the 27th. Uh, you found out that I'm not very good at Call of Duty in this week off where I splurge and play video games with my kids or anybody out there online. Uh, and I try and I'm terrible. But I have a lot of fun, and it's fun to be on teammates with people you know and and try these things, right? No matter how childish you think it is, it's actually uh, interesting. It's either that or grind around the house and work work and you know break something to fix it. Uh, Richard and I'll uh, I'll attack Richard's not attack it, but I'll hit on some of his cases coming up in uh, the book. He said he likes to read in the week off. Because we've got some callers. Let's go to Debbie on line two. Hi, Debbie. Hey, Commander. I wanted to talk about the Salvation Army because uh, you've run some ads and there's been some uh, public service announcements about it and you spoke highly about it. I used to like it. And tell me if I'm wrong, but I was told and I had done some reading Then in this last year, they had put out some information uh, that was quite racist, said that America was a racist country, that we should be apologizing for the color of our skin, um, and actually got real woke. Am I right? Is that, and because of that, things I had heard, I didn't give the Salvation Army this year, and I always have. I chose other charities. So I wonder what you knew about that, if that's true, if it's, Half true, not true, what do you know? Well, uh, to be honest, as you brought it up, I did not, it did not like ping something in me immediately, and so like a lot of things, take it for what it's worth, I went right to their uh, website, and they have a very well thought out website that they have been, um, they are fighting back against uh, false claims in that vein. I don't have time to you know read the whole story and then give it back to you, um, but I think it's interesting. Uh, so with regard, it I don't recall that initially. It wouldn't surprise well, thought, it wouldn't surprise me that any large it. organization initially did some of that stuff. I mean, we've seen that with the NFL and sports companies, right? Uh, and so it, it, I don't recall that, but then typing it up, I mean, it, it's a big deal. It's on their website, so uh, they are defending themselves against some of that, but I don't know exactly. But, I, I mean, here's what I would say, Debbie. 
It wouldn't yeah. surprise me either way. It's a large organization, and a lot of organizations across America jumped on that bandwagon, right, wrong, or indifferent. They did. And then, you know, others didn't. Others have backed off. I don't know where the Salvation Army stands on that. Well, I do know things that I have read said that their donations around the nation are down substantially because of this um, trying to be woke. So I assume they probably, like you said, they probably did. I know that I've been reading that they backed off and they removed some of the information that they had on their website. But it's really unfortunate because if it's true, they probably found out it just... You know, I mean, you don't want to be slapping the hand of the, the people that have been given to you for years. And I think that's kind of what they found out was going on. Yeah, so. I, I've, while you've been talking, I'm scanning, I'm listening, I'm doing a billion things here. Um, I, good call. I'm going to answer here because I've got some more information from you. Appreciate the call, Debbie. Sure. Okay. Okay, here's what I know. Real quick. Uh, some group called Color Us United and its president, Kenny Yu. Xu, probably a Chinese name, XU, um, have tried to discredit the Salvation Army. This is the Salvation Army's website. Um, this is their response. Let us be clear. We have never said that America is a racist country. We have never said that our donors should apologize for the color of their skin. And we have never endorsed a political or social ideology other than that found in the Bible. Um, there's more, but in the end of the day, on the Salvation Army's website, they feel like they have been attacked with false claims from a group called Color Us United. It was on social media. And so, hey, they had to put out, I guess, a presser or at least put it on their website. They've got some more on there. So it uh, didn't ring a bell to me. Uh, like I said, longstanding organization. Uh, I'm all about trying to see them help get their goals here in Lincoln, Nebraska. Uh, let's go to Becky on line one. Hello, Commander. I hey, wanted to talk. Hi, hi Becky. Uh, wa- Hello, Commander. I wanted to uh, give out a thought briefly about uh, immunity from COVID that you get from having COVID. Okay. Maybe you have immunity because you fought off COVID in the first place, and it has nothing to do with the antibodies that you've got left over from fighting it. You just nailed it. That's all. Little kids aren't getting it. You've been rallying on that point. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess because- I. you're right. I mean, number one, l- l- let's be honest. We all have an immune system, except those people that don't, which is very few in the population base. <laughs> Some are immunocompromised. But it is very possible that your immune system, having never had COVID, already pushes back against COVID. And you have a robust immune system. There's no doubt about that. And young people, you know, while they haven't been exposed to everything, uh, it's very true that their immune systems are always, you know, always working, right? Just like anything in life, we're a little bit better when we're young. Uh, so to your point I, there, I think you, you're on to something. I, I think that, that we're being pushed too hard into uh, vaccination is the only answer. And if you're vaccinated, it will protect you against it. It won't. Correct. You'll still get it. Maybe you just won't get as sick. But uh, I just read, like yesterday, that like 70% of the deaths were people over 65. So, you know, they're not they're not telling us anything about who's at high risk. It's only oogity boogity, you know, come get a shot and we'll take care of you. 
Yeah, I'm not. As you know, you obviously listen to the show. I'm not. I'm not thrilled with uh, oogity boogity and fear campaigns at all. I think that there has been a very sad job of saying who is you know what are the predispositions that you know make you sicker can get you you know closer to death the comorbidities you know does it like uh, large people does it like people you know let's say with asthma or with uh, um, oh who knows diabetes you know I don't know but we there's been none of that and but for a fact, we know that, you know, if you're in poor health, uh, you're more susceptible. Uh, okay, so here's my final thought, and I'll let you run with this. <clears throat> and that is, it's my understanding that more people died last year from heart disease than from COVID. So how soon is it before the government makes it against the law for us to have a triple meat pizza? I'll let you go. <laughs> right. Good one. Good one. All right. Thanks, Becky. You bet. Bye-bye. Well, I am not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna poo-poo Becky's last argument there because I've at times used that in the sense of talking about risk, and I've used the different ways that Americans die, people around the world, and the percentages of risk. And and so, in fact, in my own life, uh, I look at that, and I look at where. Death from COVID stacks up, and I am at extreme low risk. Uh, I'm at more risk of heart disease. I'm at more risk of cancer. I'm at more risk of just falling down and dying. So I think when we use that argument, it's very good, say the heart disease one. It's very good uh, for looking at risk, okay? Without a doubt, I think it's good to look at risk. Of course, people get all upset if you use that argument. But in fact, I think, Becky, and I think that when I use it as well, switching away from risk, is we're talking about, okay, but if we're going to do mandates and things for something way down on the risk scale... Okay, as Americans, as a free society, well, if that happens, then everything above it on the risk scale is now just been justified to take away your triple meat pizza, to take away your ability, and I'll give you a good one, okay, to get on an airplane because you weigh as much as two or three normal people in America. Okay, Or you have to buy three seats because they figure the average weight of you know, an adult male is 170 pounds, and you're three times that weight. And that's the slippery slope I think people talk about with regard to uh, you know, heart disease or something that is killing more people than COVID is, well, we're not mandating things for those. And I think that's also a fair discussion, not necessarily about science and COVID, but about your rights and what can be mandated and what can't. Uh, which is interesting because uh, having said that, you know, Richard brought up something that uh, he said he was interested in with Supreme Court uh, 
potential cases, one being on this subject, you know, the power of the President of the United States to mandate, say, vaccines or whatever. My guess is, is that will be shot down tremendously. And the reason is, is I would think that you would have to prove, I'm not a lawyer, nor am I a doctor, folks. I'm a sea lawyer. If you're in the United States Navy, you know what a sea lawyer is. Uh, You would have to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that whatever the president is mandating, in this case vaccine, is so scientifically proven to be deadly to the population that he has to use that position to mandate something. I mean, it would, and here's the thing, if it was so proven, right, to the population, all of us would be out there getting a vaccine or whatever we could if bodies were piling up on the streets, okay? And so in that case, then the president wouldn't need to do it because everybody's ears, eyes, nose, throat that we would see, what we would hear, right, we would be running and begging for something, Um And so, while it'll be interesting if that goes up, I can't see any way, shape, or form that that won't get shot down tremendously fast. But that's just me. You know who would know? My friends at Barry Law Firm. They'd absolutely understand the ins and outs. And I bet, you know, if I gave them a call at 402-235-6953 and asked the question, they'd say, well, the key is that they're going to have to prove it. They're going to have to prove that it's so dire, you know, that the president has to step in to do this. Uh, but at Barry Law, they uh, are masters in personal injury, criminal defense, and military law. They've been in practice since 1965. And what I love about Barry Law is they don't give you one lawyer. They give you a team of lawyers. They give you a team that understands the Constitution. They understand individual rights. And they're there to help you fight back and win your case. JSBarryLaw.com or give them a call at 402 402- Two three five six nine five three. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Becky had some good thoughts. Uh, hey, listen, that's there's true. There's there's some human being out there that's you know like a super freak and just immune to everything or darn near everything that's on this planet. Uh, most of us are just normal, and our immune systems are working, and we can have uh, better immunity. The vax certainly helps immunity. We know that. It, it works uh, on, you know, as I've said before, if you want to get a vax, go get a vax. That's what it does. It jumpstarts your immunity for COVID. It clearly is not as effective <laughs> against Omicron. And so I wanted to say that for the caller, because uh, this is a people's platform, as you know, Drive Time Lincoln, and the commander does get tongue twisted sometimes. And I want to thank the caller for calling in and letting me know it's Omicron, not Omni. It's so easy to say Omni. I don't know why. It sounds cooler. But Omicron, I assume that's part of the Greek alphabet. I wasn't in a fraternity. I Last I studied about the Greeks was warfare back when the Greeks were fighting the Persians and the Spartans. So uh, I'll have to brush up on my Greek language. But it's... Omicron, obviously lots of breakthroughs there. So, I mean, you know, in the end of the day, 
Uh, Becky's got some good things. And I thought Debbie's talk about the Salvation Army, I mean, in a way that's sad that an organization has to pull out ads and, you know, defend itself against another group that's attacking it. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, Debbie heard it. Uh, I didn't hear it. Looked it up. Um, it is It is true. The Salvation Army is fighting back against uh, some folks, trying to spread some rumors about them. But I think that's the day and age we live in now. I mean, whether it be social media, whether it be, um, you know, news, web blogs. I mean, and I love the fact there's awesome access to information, but you now have to filter that yourself a lot more to make sure what you're getting, you know, is factual, truthful. And so, you know, there's just, there's a lot more things out there. I think as an adult, um, you can be more comfortable in your own skin, but you think of our youth and, you know, body shaming, uh, bullying, um, all kinds of things going on, you know, with that social media. And so, yeah, it doesn't take long, right, to have some kind of meme that catches fire and goes around the world. Speaking of that, uh, one of the funny ones, I would hope every American could find this funny, whether you're Republican, Democrat or not, but we clearly by now should all know what let's go Brandon means, meaning it's a sentiment in our country. I've talked about it on the show with flags I've seen flying around Lincoln, but uh, one of the funny ones was the Santa tracker over Christmas and uh, President Biden and his wife on a telecast talking to parents, I think through the NORAD Santa tracker thing. And one of the parents says, you know, blah, 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 blah. And let's go Biden. And, and Joe says, let's go by, or let's go Brandon. I agree. And that went around the world and social media so fast. And it's just priceless, his wife, as he was like, do we lose the call? And his wife just put her head down. I mean, hey, listen, I like to bust on people too, but my God, does the President of the United States take it or what? I mean, he just always takes it. doesn't matter who it is. 1,499.3. You're getting the 411 with DTL with Commander Jack Riggins. Powered by Barry Lawfer on 1,499.3 KLIF. All right, uh, finishing up here on a Monday on the what I call the in-between Christmas and New Year's. Uh, a lot of good calls, actually. A lot of different subjects, which I enjoyed. Uh, and we've got one more. Dan, we're going to give you the final word here on Drive Time Lincoln. Hello, Dan. Oh, hey there, Commander. Um, I, I uh, thought I got cut off. But hey, uh, happy uh, Christmas. Today is the third day of Christmas. How was your uh, holiday? Well, so far it's going good, and on my third day of Christmas, uh, I found out I'm not good at Call of Duty with my kids on, you know, playing I'm PlayStation. Yeah. Well, maybe you've got some more soldiering to learn. I'm not sure. Right. Yes, I, I, I clearly need digital soldiering. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, today's the, the third day of Christmas, and, and the, the three French hens represent uh, hope, love, and faith. And... So I hope that we can have, uh, you, you know that as a soldier and as a, as a, as a, uh, a SEAL, you know that uh, hope is not a strategy. So I hope that all of the listeners can make plans to uh, 
throw off these uh, the tyrants that I think are, are kind of wrecking the, the country and the economy. You got and, 30 um, seconds. Well, I was just going to say, but the New Year's almost here, and time flies fast when mad scientists are trying to take over the world. So uh, I hope that we can all uh, have a great New Year coming up, and uh, you have a good one. All right, thanks for the call, Dan. Uh, you, yeah, you bet. Uh, yeah, everybody will continue hopefully to remember and say uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to everybody all week. Yes, hope is not a strategy, although hope is nice to have, meaning it provides some good feelings, and I would rather have hope than fear, without a doubt. So, um, But hope isn't a strategy. We've got to work through these things. Uh, get educated. Be safe. It's still the holiday season, so uh, take my advice and uh, watch some reruns. Get caught up on your 70s, 80s, and 90s history around America. 1499.3 Drive Time Lincoln.